Isn't it good to be in God's house tonight together? Merry Christmas to all of you. You say, Pastor, those were some songs that I uh, hadn't heard before. We've been singing them this month, and and, uh, some of the songs this month are the first songs of Advent. It's the title of the album, and our team wrote those songs and uh, the music and all, and it's uh, the four songs that you find in the Gospel of Luke, and we're calling it the first songs of Advent, and so if you want to listen to those, you can buy them on Apple Music, on um, Uh, Also, Amazon Music and somewhere else, I don't remember. I'm the the wrong guy to make this announcement. But they're available, and uh, or you can just call the office and they'll tell you. And if we, uh, anyway, that music is available, and uh, I'm I'm really proud of our team. They've written that, and we've been meditating on those songs all during the month, all this last uh, four weeks in the uh, Advent season. And uh, God has just really blessed our heart as we studied His Word together and sung it. I want to welcome you tonight, and those who are joining us online tonight at four, and uh, welcome. We'd love to connect with you if you're new, your guest tonight. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Please stay around afterwards and meet us. We'll be back in the Next Steps area. There's a card in the pocket uh, of the chair. You could fill that out if you'd like. Uh, Drop that off in the back of the Next Steps area, or you can go online and just let us know that you're visiting with us today. We are glad to have you here at Bethel. Giving can you can do tonight. There's a black box in the back, or you can give online. There's multiple ways to give. You can text to give, or uh, uh, we just encourage you to find a way through the website, give, and we encourage you to give your offering to the Lord. Amen. Now tonight, I invite you to open your Bible, and we're going to look at selected passages of Scripture that is found in Luke's Gospel and uh, Matthew's Gospel. And so let's pray together before we begin. Father in heaven, we come to you tonight, and I pray that you might speak to our heart through your word. I pray you might encourage us in our faith. And Father God, I pray that, that you might challenge us to a deeper personal walk with Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that tonight we would set aside the many things that compete for attention. And Father, that we might set them aside and in this moment, for this hour, for these few minutes, with all of our heart, focus our attention on you and to listen to what you are saying to us. Father, may we ask your Holy Spirit to do business in our lives and to explore the deep parts of our heart. And Father, you might expose the rebellion that is there, expose the things that are unpleasing to you, a lack of belief and trust. And then, Father, that you might convince us of our need to turn from sin, convict us of what is wrong, and then, Father, lead us to truth in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you would win victory in our lives tonight. Oh, Father, I pray this wouldn't be just an emotional going through the traditions of Christmas moment, but instead a real seeking of you. In Jesus' name, amen. I've titled the sermons uh, for this evening, Christmas Questions. You ever have any questions at Christmas time? I know a lot of the questions we all have, like where are we going to get this? How can I afford that? 
how are we going to spend our time with all of the different family members that want us to be there? Hmm. But probably the deeper questions that we have are, what does this mean? What is Christmas really about? It's got to be more than about the Grinch stealing Christmas. It's got to be more than just it's a wonderful life. What does it mean? And I think the other question that we might feel is, I'm supposed to feel a lot of these feelings, but why do I feel so lonely? Right? If we're honest. One of the Christian first questions that we find in Luke's gospel, we're going to look at some of those questions that are asked in Luke's gospel tonight. And the first one is found when you look with me to Luke's gospel and verse, chapter 1, verse number 18. You remember, we sang the song about it a moment ago, and this is the first question, how can I know? In Luke chapter 1, verse 18, the Bible says, And how can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel. For I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. Now the angel of the Lord just had told him that you are going to conceive. God has heard your answer. He was, Zechariah was a priest, and he was, worse, he was <laughs> helping lead worship by bringing the incense, burning it before the altar, just before the holy place. And there he has an encounter with a messenger from heaven who tells him, God has heard and going to answer your prayers, and you and your wife are going to conceive, she's going to conceive, and you're going to have a baby. And the dude looks at him and says, how do I know that? Well, God's just spoken. He said, I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said, my name is Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God And I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And meanwhile, the people are waiting for Zechariah and amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. And when he did come out, he couldn't speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary and he was making signs to them and remained speechless. And the days of his ministry were completed. He went back home. And after these days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. And she kept herself in seclusion for five months. And she said, the Lord has done this for me. He's looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. Isn't that glorious? God can do amazing things beyond what we could think or imagine. And in chapter number one of Luke, after the baby is born, it comes time for them to have the child circumcised. Listen to what happens. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. And they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, and they were going to name him Zachariah after his father, His mother responded, no, he will be called John. Do you ever have any busybody relatives? (laughs) And they said to her, well, none of your relatives has that name. I think 
these are descendants uh, in my family that are some of these. So they motioned to the father to find out what he wanted to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and he wrote, his name is John. That's what the angel said it would be. And they were all amazed immediately. His mouth was open, his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising God. And fear came on those who lived around them. And these things were being talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. And all who heard about him took it to heart, saying, What then shall this child become? For indeed, the Lord's hand was with him. What would this child become? He becomes the forerunner for Jesus Christ. He is the prophet. He is John the Baptist. And he will set the way for the coming of the Messiah. Preaching repentance to the nation of Israel. Hmm. You see, his question was, how can I know? And the reason that he is rebuked by the angel is because God has spoken clearly. Yet you say, how can I know? It's a dangerous thing when God has spoken clearly. And we say, how can I know? I'm agnostic about that. Give me a break. You're just rebellious. You're not agnostic. Because God has made it known. His word is true. Thy word is truth. God does not lie. God has not stammered. He has not stuttered. He has spoken clearly in his son. Amen. And so he's spoken to us. Just a couple of scripture verses tonight. In 1 John First John chapter number two, for chapter one, verse two says, and that life was revealed and we have seen it and testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the father and was revealed to us. Now, verse three, what we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. God has spoken clearly. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 9, listen to what the Scripture says. If we accept human testimony, God's testimony is greater because it's God's testimony that he's given about his Son. And the one who believes in the Son of God has this testimony within himself And the one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he's not believed the testimony. In the testimony, God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he who has the son has the life. But he who has not the son of God hath not the life. God has spoken. 
He's been speaking in all of creation that he exists, that he is good, that he is mighty, that he is powerful, that he's loving, that he's purposeful. He has spoken in the creation of men and women that he's made in his image. He has spoken in that there's love in this world. He has spoken because our conscience helps us to understand what is right and wrong. He has spoken in these last days. He's spoken to us clearly through his son who was born of a virgin, born under the law in order that he might redeem us that are under the law. Jesus Christ is the son of God. And when we saw him, we beheld his glory. Glory is the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And he lived a perfect life and he died on Calvary's cross and he was buried in the tomb and he rose again victoriously. And he made himself evident, not only to his disciples, but over 500 witnesses at one time. And all of the world knows this This man was different than any other man. And you know it too in your own heart of hearts. And God speaking to you. And don't you say, how can I know? Because he has spoken. And you are accountable. Amen? Amen. The problem is we like our darkness. So we run from the light. Because our deeds are evil. God's speaking to you. He's speaking to some of you tonight. What more could he say or he do? He loves you. He's here tonight. Knocking at your door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice, open the door. I'll come in and fellowship with him and him with me. God's speaking to your heart tonight. Amen. How can I know? Second question, you might think sounds similar, but it's really much different. In Luke's gospel, chapter 1, verse number 34, Mary asked the angel, how can this be? Since I have not had sexual relations with a man. The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born to you will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative, Elizabeth. She's even conceived in her old age and is in the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. See, I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Listen, this is a beautiful story, isn't it? The angel comes to Mary and he says to her, it was during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and he comes to her in the city of Gal- in, in, the, in Galilee, in the city of Nazareth, and she was a virgin girl, just probably 15 years old or so. She was engaged to a man named Joseph from the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And this mighty, powerful warrior angel, messenger, shows up, and he comes into her, and he says, greetings, favor one, the Lord is with you. And she was scared, wouldn't you be? He said, don't be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name his name Jesus. He's going to save people from their sins. He will be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High, and God will give him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. And of his kingdom there'll be no end. And little young Mary said, simply, not how can I know, 
She simply said, how can it be? I've never been with a man. I'm still a virgin. You see, that's a much different question because Mary said naturally, humanly speaking, it doesn't work that way. You've got to be with a man. And he said, the angel, I understand. Let me tell you what's going to happen. It will be a miracle. Amen. And the power of the Most High will come over you. And the holy child that will be conceived in you will be called the Son of God. You got questions tonight, too, like that. How could it be that I could be different? How could it be that God would change my heart? How could it be that I might find forgiveness of my sin? How could it be that I could become a child of God? Well, with men, it's impossible. Amen. But all things are possible with God. Yes, Lord. And God has to do in you what he did in Mary. The power of the Holy Spirit working in you, causing his son to be born in your heart. Amen. You need to be born again. You need to be born from above. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit, not any man-made religion. No, you can't be good enough. You can't earn your way. It's got to be the work of God in you. The Bible tells us God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There was a theologian who came to Jesus at night one time. His name is Nicodemus. And he, said, he says, good teacher, he engages him. And he says, Nick, let me tell you what. Before we get all too far along in this conversation, Nick, let me tell you what. You need to be born again. He said, how can I be born when I'm uh, old? I can't go back into my mother's womb a second time. He says, no, you need to be born from above. It needs to be a work of God in you, recreating you and making you into become a child of God. Amen. That's what God is saying to you. He wants you to be born anew, to be born again. For God to change you. And today, if you hear his voice, run to him. Believe in him. Amen. Repent of your sin. Yes, Lord. And trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Third question is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 2. And if you look with me, in verse number one, and Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, and wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, here's the question, where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw a star at the rising and have come to worship him. Now when King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed. And when Herod's disturbed, everybody's disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled the chief priests and the scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because that's what's written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod secretly summoned the wise men, and he asked them the exact time that the star appeared. 
And he sent them to Bethlehem, and he said, Go, search carefully for the child, and when you find him, report him back to me, so I can go and worship him also. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And after hearing the king, they went on their way, and it was the star that they'd seen at its rising. And it led them and took, stopped above the place where the child was. And when he saw the, they saw the child, they were overwhelmed with joy. And they entered the house. And they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gold gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by a different route. Here's what they did. They sought him, wise men, magi, not Jews, from the east. They found him, they sought him, they found him, they worshiped him, they gave to him, and they obeyed the Lord. Are you searching him for him? Where is he? Well, let me tell you, he's right here tonight. He's right here tonight. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there in our midst. And he is speaking to you, and the spirit and the bride are saying, come to him. Are you seeking the Lord? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. But you run to him. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is here tonight. He's here right here this evening on Christmas Eve. This would be the greatest Christmas Eve of your life. If you'll give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you will seek me and you will find me when you have seek me with all of your heart, Jeremiah said. Will you seek Christ at Christmas? It's there that you find satisfaction and meaning and relationships that are real and acceptance, and joy, and happiness. And you'll never find it till you find it in Jesus. And some of you are searching tonight at Christmas. You're searching for satisfaction. You're searching for meaning. You're searching for forgiveness. You're searching for hope. You're searching for relationships. You're searching for acceptance. You're searching for real joy and happiness. And I'm telling you tonight, it's available In Jesus Christ alone. You'll never find it in seeking other things. It's only in Jesus. Last question tonight. What must I do? That question's for you. It means you come to him tonight humbly. You come to him believing and trusting that Jesus is the Son of God. You come to him repenting of your sin, surrendering to him as the Lord and Master of your life. You come to him tonight and you worship him. And you bring the gift of your life and what you have. And you come to him with your song and with your worship. And you give yourself to Jesus Christ. And you experience the greatest joy 
in all the world. Amen. It's found in Jesus Christ and none other. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, if there's one person here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, I pray that they might pray a prayer like this. Dear God, I know that I've sinned. I know that I've come short. I know that I've rebelled. I know that I have been so wayward. Oh, God in heaven, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he died on the cross and rose again. I turn away from sin and I trust in him. Thank you, God, for so loving us. In Jesus' name.